0: There's three core attributes. It's all part of our hiring process. And Doug and Rebecca, make sure if you're going to hire somebody, you follow the fucking hiring process. There's we will Three be- core attributes. Okay. Attitude in this order. I'm giving gold away, everybody. Attitude, fit, and skill set. Now, you know what's funny about tradespeople? I used to hire in skill set. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as trades people, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question, really, is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm going to show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Kind of Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, everybody. Welcome to another podcast—a no bullshit podcast for contractors. If you are a owner of a contracting company um, and you want to, you know, talk about you know getting things off your plate, delegating, you want to talk about getting um, things out of your head. Uh, if you're a contractor, an owner of a contracting company, you feel like you're alone. The reality is you're not alone, and those challenges I just mentioned are um, are challenges that we're going to be talking about with Doug and Rebecca. Uh, I'm going to get them to introduce themselves. We're going to talk about how they've resolved some of those things, and we're also going to I'm going to do a little bit of some live coaching. Okay, about creating a little, you know, next step plan for these guys. Um, I like to do some of that so that you guys can experience, you know, the, the listeners what it's like to be coached, and um, and and the results, you know, that that you can walk away with. Okay, so. For all those listeners, if those things uh, resonate with you, great. If they don't, then maybe stop the podcast and go do something else that's uh, more productive <laughs> we'll go from there. So we're Rebecca and Doug, welcome.
1: Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? You're
0: doing good. Doug, how about you, buddy? Good. How's she going? Good. So nobody else knows this, but we might as well let them know. We've had some technical challenges today, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the reality was um, we did not know if it was recording or not. So we ended up having to restart this. And then why am I bringing that up? Isn't that fucking business? Like, yes. <laughs> isn't that business? No, true. Right? Like you guys didn't know I was going to bring that up. Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Business, right? It throws us curveballs. Like we don't know sometimes the problems that are going to be thrown to us. Can you guys relate to that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been 14 years of yeah. that.
0: <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about that. Okay. We're gonna talk about that in just a second. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you guys located? What kind of work do you guys do? A little bit about, you know, on the personal side. Do you have kids? Do you you know not have kids? What's what's the what's the lowdown on the Re- Rebecca and Doug show?
1: Okay, so we are in Coburg. We're about an hour east of Toronto. We have two kids. We have run a drywall company for 14 years and that's about it.
0: Okay, so that's uh, that's about it. That's us, perfect. All right, end the show, okay? And you're in the coach house. You're in the coach house. I'm like, oh my God, you're in a coach house, wow. And then you're like, what'd you say, Rebecca?
1: I said, it's just a fancy word to call like a bonus room above a garage, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, I love it. Like, come to my estate. Yes. The
0: coach house the coaches right above the garage. It's like, okay. So, so, yes. <laughs> Todd, guys, exactly. So, you guys have been doing this for 14 years. Tell us Tell us what does that look like? Like some of the challenges that you faced before you guys came to, you know, be become part of this family, these champion CEOs. What, what
2: were some of the challenges you guys were facing? I think uh, you know, 14 years in we became uh, unfocused and uninspired. It was just kind of on autopilot. We each had our jobs, you know, we were scraping by, like the numbers looked good, but we became kind of miserable. It was was like a, like a nine to five kind of job. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't start this to work a nine to five and it wasn't even nine to five. It was, it was more like a a six to six kind of job really. And it just constantly was taking from eight days a week, eight days a week. And you know what? We, we made money, but we didn't have any time. We had no free time ever.
0: Mm -hmm. Rebecca, you got to share the story about the the Munchkins, the wee ones. Which we one? Kids. Well, I remember, Doug, like Doug was saying, like you know, the the one child was on a job site, four days old or something, and you had, you know, oh. at one point you had the baby sitting in front of the computer. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what well, was that just, like being parents? Yeah,
1: so we just worked so much before we had kids, and then we had kids, and. Yeah. We never slow down. We expected to continue. We expected from ourselves to continue at the same rate. And yeah, I was telling you the story earlier of how I've literally had my daughter laying on the office table in front of me and I'm nursing her while she's two weeks old and I'm working up until she was however old. I mean, she was on job sites at four days old. She has been everywhere um we were just talking about how it was easy to lug them around when they were younger and they don't really care where they are as long as they're with mom Mm -hmm. or dad um and then they kind of get to an age where they have their own likes and dislikes and whatever and they want to um do other things and that just wasn't possible because damn it why did they have to start speaking right they had to have their own interests and stuff yeah. Then they were like, "Hey, we don't like drywall as much as you do." We
2: yeah. have to be home at night for dinner and all the weekends. Right.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. But look at the look at you can shape anything you want out of this plaster, right? You can make right. any toy you want, right? Like get your yeah. hands in there.
1: Yeah. Right. They're like, it's "Well, we did that Lego. for like six months. We want yeah. another toy now."
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, let's talk about. Let's talk about delegating. Okay. Let's talk about some of these challenges that you guys have as delegating. Um, so, I mean, for you to be putting in eight days in the seven day work week, you know, and, and by the way, when I say you, Doug, I mean, that was you, but then again, Rebecca, you had to take care of the kids. You also are part of the business. You guys are a husband, wife, couple, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So it meant like nobody stopped, right?
1: Yeah, no. Yeah.
0: Right. So, so what, like, what are some of the things that you, it's only been, you've been with us for like part of the fam, family for like four months now, correct? Something like that.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: So what, what let's, let's talk about delegating. Like what, what, why do you think you weren't able to delegate? And we're going to talk about, you know, what you, dele- what you delegated, we're going to talk about what you're looking at delegating. That'll be part of the planning session we get into, but, um, why do you think it is that is like fourteen years of of not delegating some of the stuff that you wanted to delegate? Why, why do you think that? What's the reason for that? You think
2: I, I was really just trying to perfect everything and just keep control of every little item, so that well, absolutely I, I don't know why. <laughs> that that was just you, perfect- you know.
0: Control freak. Yeah, control that's, free. Yeah. Yes,
2: you know, when I started and like all I concentrated on was doing a good job. And then as I grew, I had to kind of get away from the tools. And I still wanted to concentrate, control how the guys did the job. And then I had to control the paperwork and the pricing. And it just kept going and going and going until like I was ready to explode. And then when, when we finally started to delegate and I started to give some of my chores away, like I I've hired three or four people to replace what I was doing in a week. And now I, I'm still working 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Right, right.
0: So, so if you look at like, what have your hours changed now? Have they gone down from eight days a week?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. How many days
2: have you been given back? Uh, I'm only working five days a week now, and Some, I sometimes
1: you can take sometimes
2: a four, and I'm going in about nine thirty to three thirty. Okay, like that's topically. a complete game changer. Yeah, huh? absolutely. Yeah. Like everybody listening in,
0: you're, you know, I think one of the things Rebecca, you highlighted this. Um, if you're listening in, I cannot stress enough that you're not alone. Okay. I was there, this, this guy called Andrews Houston. Oh, Andrew, you know, he's the founder of Prof for Contractors. Yeah. Well, I was a fucking nightmare. Okay. I was like working eight days a week, 80 hour work weeks, but if not more, I'd I'd work sometimes, I wouldn't sleep for sometimes, I swear to God, there's some jobs, I literally didn't sleep for two days. Like, the job had to get done, fucking, even though there's a bunch of other people's delays, all this like Andrew, right? Because I got to be the final guy to hook up the power, I got to be the guy to get the inspection, right? It's like, yeah, but we got to, you know, the plants has got to, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, my life's being sacrificed, but I mean, I was control freak, okay? Now, there's also something else. The reality is, I don't know if you can relate to this, Rebecca and Doug, but reality is, was that when I did try to let things go, it, I had this boomer I call it the boomerang effect, right? Where it came back to me worse than what I had, I, I had thrown it out, right? It came back like, I think on the last podcast, I talked about the, what the hell was it? Um, Mad Max. Remember the old movie Mad Max? You ever watch that? The guy throws the boomerang, fucking boomerang comes back. He's like, I got it, I got it, and like cuts off his fingers. It's like, what the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> what happened?
2: <laughs> well,
0: it's like business, right? Like, I'm sure you did try to delegate a couple times, even yourself, Rebecca or Doug, and and things did not go oh, the yeah. way that
2: you wanted them to. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it would be a disaster. Give then. me an you example where Poison Charge can fix it. Yeah, that's why we,
1: right. we me- delegating for a while, yeah. and then we just gave up because it's easier to just do it yourself. Yeah
2: mm-hmm
0: okay and g- can you give me any, do you remember a time when it became a fucking disaster like maybe you lost the client or you lost money or do you, do you have a time where you remember like i delegated this job and it went to shit or something oh my gosh there's, the there's,
2: there's so, so many, many. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many like it's, it's so, just been of progression right yeah absolutely. it's so typical see. every time i ask that
0: people, you know one of, the, you know, one of the champion CEOs that I'm interviewing, I go, so can you tell me when that happened? They're like, oh, my God, that is, there's so many. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like, literally so many. Day. Any, yeah, every yeah. fucking day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So you've been able to delegate. That's one of the things, right? Yes. Uh, and I know it's not just one. We're going to get into this. It's not just one, one, one thing that allows you to delegate because we're going to talk about team meetings, it, things tend to go together, right? Yes. But you knew you wanted to delegate, even though you're control freak, you you knew in your heart, Doug, um, that you wanted to be there for your kids, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right? Uh, Rebecca, you knew that the situation wasn't the way that you wanted to be as a mother.
1: No, I wanted to spend time with my children. And I... I really just didn't know how to get there. And it was very, very frustrating. I feel like everyone had them but me. They go to school and before they're at school, they're at daycare. And then after they're at school, they're at daycare. And it's like I get an hour with them a day. And how is that enough to be with your own children for an hour a day? It just, it wasn't adding up to me. It wasn't what I envisioned when I thought of becoming a mother.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there'd be people that would listen in and that, that are not owners of contracting companies and there's people listening in there, I can guarantee right now are completely relating to you guys, okay? Because I was there. Every champion CEO, every every person that comes in to proffer Contractors can completely relate to your stories. Like, right. totally relate, okay? Um, so you're not alone. We talked about that, right, guys? Rebecca, right? We talked about how how it feels being low, alone and we'll talk a little bit about how that's changed as well but what what do you think um if somebody said to you and this comes back to what people would think they'd go hey man then why don't you just stop like you know just 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 do something different then
1: um
2: it's scary to think of doing something different it's scary to think of going to work for somebody else
1: and the passion Mm -hmm. like we loved what we did yeah we were just and we just took it to a point
2: where it wasn't sustainable Mm -hmm. we couldn't keep going scalable
1: yeah but we i i could never picture working that's just not who i am and it's certainly not
0: see see, bingo so if there's somebody listening in and you're not an entrepreneur I'm going to be honest with you, that is the same, I'm going to tell you right now, and you could completely disagree with me, I'll call bullshit on it, okay? That's the same as somebody that isn't a parent, okay? Unless you're an entrepreneur, you don't fucking know what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Unless you're a parent, you don't know what it's like to be a parent. You can read all the bloody books you want. Right. They don't do anything. You can come up with all these fucking ideas. Oh, I wouldn't do it that way. Oh, I wouldn't do this. Bullshit, dude. You got no po- you have no right to say anything because you don't even know.
1: Yeah, True? exactly. Yeah. Oh,
0: 150%. Yeah. Exactly. Right? I could never God. I mean, I always knew I'd end up having my own business. Okay? I, I just knew yeah. that in my heart. And I even was willing to make a lot less money, work a lot more. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. fucking Right. All the risks go up. People are like, you are insane. Like becoming an entrepreneur is like worse than going to the freaking poker table. I'm like, yeah. yeah, why would you do it? And I'm like, yeah. I can't explain it to you, but you guys get it.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't,
2: I. Just to be proud of it and you know, have something tangible when you're
1: done. Well, just going to work for someone else would be like torture. Yeah. Because, again, we're control freaks. We want yeah. like to we be the ones calling the shots, and okay. that's just what feels right to us.
0: Totally. Now, um, I think one of the things that Profit for Contractors brings to the table is the reality that your profits can pay for your freedom, okay? Everybody listening in, I don't have to be doing this podcast. I'm not boasting. I'm being straight up with you, okay? I didn't have to be at my automation company when I, when I scaled it. Why? The fucking thing ran for me, okay? Um, I made lots of money, lots of profits. Uh, I was able to do a lot of things, that anybody working for, let's call it the system, you're fucked, okay? Um, I can make more money, whether it's an automation business. These guys can make more money once they start putting the structure in. They can make more money, get more freedom, get more control than anybody that's working for the system will ever be able to get. And I know that because we've done it for thousands of, of contractors up there, okay? So that's part of the other reason yes. that we do this, right? Is to have the freedom, the control, right? And and, and the wealth, Absolutely. right? Totally. Absolutely. Totally. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about this thing that holds us back, right? This one, one of the many, many things, okay? One of the many, many hundreds of things that holds us back as contractors and owners, this thing called delegating. So what were some of the lessons that you learned guys, as far as what, what allowed you to be able to start delegating this stuff. So now you're actually getting your life back, right? You're getting your you're literally getting your profits to pay for your freedom.
2: Right? Yes. It's, uh, it's better to have somebody do something to 80% capacity, than for it to just sit on your desk and not go anywhere. So if I can delegate it to somebody and sure they don't do it maybe as well as I do or they they need a little help finishing it off or tweaking some things. Well, that's all I'm doing is that little bit of tweaking it or giving them some help instead of pushing it aside and just Oh, one day I'll get to it and I'll do it 100% better than everybody else. It's better to just get it done. Mm
0: -hmm. I'll give you my own two cents. Rebecca, what would you say?
1: I would absolutely agree. I'm just sitting and wondering what the when the turning point was for us when we the, started
2: realizing that. I don't know. Well, to be honest, like the turning point was uh, not even PFC; it was uh, COVID. We we literally mm-hmm. had no choice. Uh, you know, we have two young kids. We both work in the business. You know, Rebecca handles the money. I used to handle the estimating and running the jobs. And when the schools were shut down, daycares were shut down we had to be home with our kids and we had to split our time. I couldn't just be home all the time. And Rebecca couldn't just be home all the time. So we had to go, holy shit, like I can't do the eight days a week anymore. I've got got to make a change here real fast and I've got to delegate. And I did, and you know what? 50% of it blew up in my face and went to shit right away. And the other 50% turned out great. The first 50 that went to shit, all I did was um, switch some things up and it took uh, getting the PFC to, to help to
0: to us to switch those things up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the, you know, Rick is, you know, Rick is head of the, of our coaching department, right? And, you, and there's lots of different people that are, that support that. Um, so we got Sean on the bookkeeping side, we got Bob on the accounting side, we got like, there's a lot of different aspects. Um, you know, you got Jay, you got Liam, you got, anyways, I can go on and on, and on. Uh, Matt on the mindset side. Um, when you look at delegating, I think one thing that you, that everybody has to understand is that there is a process to delegating, okay? Uh, so the good news for you, Doug, was that you're willing to, the both of you guys were willing to absorb that kickback of the 50% not working, right? But with a proper plan and a proper strategy, it doesn't have to be that sort of ratio, would you agree?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So, so one of the things we talked about and I'm going to feather this in is like the importance of communicating right for one of the core foundational um, ways the master delegating is being able to get control of how you're communicating to your team. If you can't communicate properly to your team and put some sort of form and structure around that, even thinking of delegation, is gonna be a very challenging thing.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Okay.
0: So one of the things you guys implemented was this was having meetings, uh, effective structure,
2: example, the Monday morning meeting, correct? So when we first joined the PFC, I watched what, I think the first two or three videos, and then I scanned uh, over the titles of the next uh, seven or eight, and went, holy shit, like I'm not doing any of this stuff. Like. I need to do something. So I, I threw Monday morning meetings in there right away. Cause like I've delegated a bunch of stuff already and I'm not meeting with my team. I'm not following up. It's not a, where we get everybody together. I'm following up with people on phone calls when I think of it and oh shit, I forgot to do this. I better call so-and-so and I better follow up with this person. So I said, you know, enough of this, let's just do all of this on those Monday morning meetings. And we just started, I didn't even watch the videos on it. We just started it. And I went like two months like that, just changing a whole bunch of stuff before I even watched any of the videos. I, I probably shouldn't have yeah. done that, but I kind of just yep. I panicked and went, Holy shit, we're we're not doing anything right. We need to change
1: that. That's just us living in chaos again yeah. though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. just, oh my God, we don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 But yeah, we had to slow down and we're at now going back and watching all the videos. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Slow down the speed up, right?
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Right. So, you know, when we look at Guys, what we're talking about right now is I want to be really clear with everybody listening in. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you guys a couple of tactics. Maybe Rebecca, maybe Doug, you guys have applied them, maybe you haven't, but I'm going to give a, you know, a couple of them. Um, I'm going to let everybody know that really one of the, the main things is when we're looking at the challenges that we have in our business, we have to get clear on what is the symptom. And what is the problem okay if we deal with i cannot stress this enough because there is literally hundreds of ways inside of the of the pfc whether it's through the community through you know the hundreds and hundreds of other champion CEOs, whether it's through the tools of the training there's hundreds of ways for you to get the results that you want but the, the reality is that unless we get clear and start getting better clarity of separating problem f- from symptom. If you're always just dealing with the symptom, you will never really get rid of the symptoms. You'll only band-aid them. What, what do I mean
2: by that?
1: Well, I know exactly what you mean by that. <laughs>
2: That's the problem with society in general nowadays, isn't it? Like, <laughs> we're always dealing with the, with the symptom, you know, like people are depressed and well, here, take this pill instead of actually dealing with it with the root problem.
1: Right, and, right. I and feel that's
2: like, that's the same as in business, you know. Like,
1: and that's absolutely what we did. We just yeah.
2: ran around putting out fires exactly. instead of dealing with. We, we blew people in the company that were really toxic and cancerous, and instead of just tossing them and finding somebody new, we thought, oh shit, you know what? It's going to be hard to replace that guy. So we'll just keep them and we'll run around behind them and put out all these yeah. fires all the time, right. and deal with all the all the bullshit that you know comes yeah. from having them there. And and we did yeah. that. For years.
1: That's a really good example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just trying to have meetings with them about changing, you know, your attitude. and and,
2: excuses for them. Talking to the
1: other employees. No,
2: he didn't really mean it that way. No, just, you know, I
1: guess people instead of just saying, okay, we're going to have to cut this off and finding someone new. Yeah. That's a really good example of
0: that. Yeah. So everybody listening, let's just use that as, as an example. Okay. If you're dealing with team members that are toxic to, your company, okay. So, everybody listening in, here's a, a tip. First of all, you have to ask yourself. You guys might want to write this down as well, okay? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you've already got it or the training.
1: No, I'm gonna write it
0: down. That's all cool. I'm all about simplifying things, okay? So, we have to really ask ourselves the question. Um, we have to. We have to go. Hey, am I looking at this the right way? Am I really looking at? So the first question is, am I looking at a symptom or am I looking at a problem? Okay, Andrew, I get it. You already mentioned that. Okay. Now let's get a little bit deeper. Then we have to ask ourselves now that we get the right mindset. See mindset is key. Unless you today listening in are starting to really ask yourself, am I fucking talking symptom or problem? Am I in, as an example, uh, I'll, I'll give you guys an example that every human being listening in on this, whether you're an owner or not, can relate to. We've all had a fucking fever, correct? At some point in your life. Rebecca, have you?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Doug? Yeah. Your kids? Oh, yeah, yeah all the time. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Is that a problem or is that a symptom? It's What is it?
1: it's a symptom of something else it's a that's going on symptom yes.
0: yes right if all we do is just coat it band-aid it with fucking advil tylenol yes. whatever you got a serious fucking problem yes what do you mean actually you don't know if you got a serious problem maybe you don't maybe you do you better pray to god but you don't know right as a
1: parent,
0: right. as <laughs> a parent all you did was feed them the fucking pills you're not being a parent okay because as a child, they don't have the ability to make the right decisions. Right. Right? Why what, Andrew? Andrew, how did you go down this path? Because it's the same fucking thing with your business. Absolutely. So, Right. So here we go. Now we're going to get down to identifying the problem. Now we have to say to ourselves, okay, well, I'm going to see how I can figure out this problem here with what Andrew's about to say. So really simply, and there's a couple of different levels to it, but I'm going to just try and make it so that everybody can benefit from this, okay? If you look at an equation, a very simple mathematical equation, systems times people equals results. I'll say it, write it down, systems times people equals results. Okay, Andrew, you need to identify, is it the system or is it the person? What do you mean? Is it the lack of systems that you're fucking not giving to your team? That's really the problem. Right. Right. That you're that that meanwhile you got an A player here. So if your systems are zero, and this fucking A player out of 10 is a 20, he's skilled, got the right attitude, is focused, knows what they're doing, wants to grow with the company. You could have a fucking 20 out of 10, which is not possible. Zero times 20 is what? Zippo, okay? And in the real world, it's a negative, right? right. Losing profits, losing clients, losing all this fucking energy, okay? So we got to identify, is it the systems or is it the people, okay? Now, if we've got enough systems, they don't have to be perfect, back to what you said earlier, Doug, okay? It doesn't have to be an eight. It doesn't even have to be a seven. It doesn't even have to be a six. What we're trying to look at is where's the first place that we have to look? Okay. If your systems are somewhat shitty and they're like a five or six, and the person, their attitude is a fucking minus ten, it doesn't matter what systems you put in place, you're still gonna get a shitty result. You got Everybody the best follow me?
2: In the world. Go ahead, Doug. You can have the best systems in the world, but uh, you know if it's a shitty person, then it's, it's not going to work.
1: I was going to say, too, because right. I think that we were kind of the opposite with people. We were always being down on ourselves, like oh, our systems aren't good enough and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And there was about right. five people in 2020 that it was just like, it. just what you said, it wouldn't have mattered the system. Yeah. They don't want to be here. They're not happy. And so right. let's just move on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, things are a lot better. Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: Now, <clears throat> so hopefully you're listening to this because when you start to identify where the problem exists, then you can start coming up with a plan. Yes. Right? But feeding it Advil and aspirin and Tylenol is not another word. And what's that version of that? I'm going to tell you what that is. Okay. Eight days a week. Yeah. A baby sitting in front of the computer. Yes. Right. Uh, a four day old on the job site yes those are pills it's 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 a band-aid right oh i'm just oh doug doug you need to work harder okay i'm putting in 80. doug you need to work harder putting in 90. not solving the problem okay so so right away guys everybody listening in if you're having problems with your team you need to identify and on the system side I'll be straight up with you. It is not their fucking responsibility to make sure the systems, the right systems are created for the business. That's part of being the business owner. But I'll also be clear. I'm not saying that the business owner has to create all the systems. The business owner needs to identify what systems are needed. And we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do live coaching today with Doug okay, and Rebecca on one of the things that, that Doug wants to delegate, okay? So that you guys can fucking see this thing in action. So it's no bullshit, okay? So here we go. If if you're looking at your team and it comes to a conclusion that this person is not working out, here's the next little aha moment. A lot of times we'll put this, tell me if you put this on ourselves, guys. And again, we didn't talk about this, so we'll see. Maybe did, maybe didn't. But like, oh, that guy's got to feed his family. Oh, if I let that guy go, he he won't have any money for his kids. Oh, he's, he just had a daughter.
1: Yeah. Tell me about Absolutely. that. Rebecca. Oh, yes. oh my God! Yeah, the weight of just feeling responsible for everybody and everything, and kind of just coming to the realization that hey, it's not my responsibility. Yeah. you know, there's other jobs, there's other places you could go. Um, right. I mean, we always want to treat our guys and girls great. Yeah. We don't want to be employers, but at the same time, their livelihood is not our responsibility. And it took a lot to realize that for us.
0: Right. Our responsibility. Doug, can you concur? Oh, absolutely. you agree? Okay. I remember losing sleep over the fact that I knew that I'd have to work extra. I knew that I'd have to compensate. I knew that other the worst part was other A players have to compensate for what's called the D players or the C players, the, the dead beats, that can't deal with the fucking right?
1: Yeah. True. Oh yeah.
0: Um, and so here's the thing I want you guys to think about. If, you, if you're listening on this, you're like, okay, Andrew, I need some help in letting go of somebody. I want you to have this paradigm. I want you to have a bit of a shift. As an owner of a company, you are the leader of that company. You are at the top of the rung. You've asked for the control. Right. You've you, you've wanted this control. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things that we actually control is we control who works for us. And when you employ a person and keep an, a, a person employed that does not fit, write this down, everybody. There's there's three core attributes. It's all part of our hiring process. And Doug and Rebecca, make sure if you're gonna hire somebody, you follow the fucking hiring process. Well, we will three core attributes. Okay. Attitude, in this order. I'm giving gold away, everybody. Attitude, fit, and skill set. Now, you know what's funny about tradespeople. I used to hire in skill set. Absolutely. Um, Could you have a highly skilled jackass? Yes. <laughs> like, best, best skilled. Attitude
1: is shit. Doesn't fit with the team. No. Could yeah. you have? It's, there's lots of those. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. And it's a disaster. Right.
0: I will tell you right now, everybody listening, that's one of the freaking fallacies that as a tradesperson, okay, being in the trades and as the old, most, listen, there's women out there that are in the trades as well, but I'm going to say most men in the trades, okay, know their fucking trade. Rebecca, do you think, is Doug good at what, if Doug was the freaking back in the day when he was drywall, was he pretty good at what he did? The best best, right? The best, was. right? <laughs> <laughs> was. So guess what happens, right, Doug? We try to hire the best on skill, don't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is easier to be trained? I want you to be straight up with me. Attitude, fit, and fit is like culture. It's like, this is how they treat other people, okay? As yes. an example, Okay, that could be customers, owners, fellow employees, you know, even outside, how they treat people outside. Okay. could be their partner or whatever. So which is easiest to change or have impact on as an owner? Attitude, fit, or skill set? No,
1: you can't change someone's attitude. Yeah.
0: Bing. Okay.
1: All right. Now I would sort of
0: disagree a little bit with that. And the reason I'm saying that, okay, it's okay, Rebecca. I'll Just let me send me two cents here is this. If your environment is shit. Yes.
1: You I will eventually
0: smell like shit. Yes. And I mean that literally. If I right, if I put a pile of fucking manure here, I, which I grew up on, right? My dad used to get in trouble all the time. Francie, right? That's my dad's Frank, right? Irish. Francie, we're going into town. To have a shower. For, oh, for Christ's sakes, Rose, I was just in the barn for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but oh, oh. I'm not going into town with you smelling like cow shit. Right, but I'm only in the barn for five minutes, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, that's all it takes for you to smell like fucking cow shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. You can't smell it, by the way. Right, because it's you're on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: But everybody else will smell it. Yep. You and my mom, and she's like upstairs. I'd be like, "Oh, this is so good," and he'd be like, "Don't you even laugh?" They'd be like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> "But isn't that related really like to business, right?" Yes, I just more meant when you have a person who is just hell-bent, they're just miserable. It doesn't matter what you do or the culture of the company, it's not going to change them. Yeah. It's just not going to change Totally,
0: yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so so the reality is that the longer you leave these people, okay, here's the here's the theory, okay? Here's the theory of my principle behind this. You are holding these people back. If they're not performing in your business, they know they're not performing, They know that they're in an environment that is not really a nice place for them. They don't come to work. People think, you know, oh, the the guy or the girl or whatever is going to come to work and it's going to be like, yeah, man, you know, I love working in a shitty environment. Right, no. Right? So it's our duty to let them go to find a better place for themselves. Would you
2: agree? Yes, absolutely. if you don't, for some reason, they just they linger like a goddamn bad smell. Like they, they, they won't leave themselves, right? So they, and they just keep bringing everybody else down around them, and they mm-hmm. I don't know if they they enjoy it, but they just continuously come to work and try and do as little as possible and just screw the company mm-hmm. just because.
1: I feel like mm-hmm. um, you have a person in your head that you're thinking. Yeah,
2: I've several people that were like that, right? They just, you know, continued to work for us, yet didn't like us, didn't like the company, didn't like what we stood for, but continued to show up to work every day because they needed a paycheck. And that was easier than going out and finding a new job. But they could, you know, sit and criticize how we ran our business every day and what we did. But they've never done it on their own. They've never ran a business or maybe they have and they failed and are now working for somebody pissed off about it. But You know, that was our responsibility to get rid of them. And we didn't. And we let that go through the whole company and just keep bringing things down. And it snowballed because first there was one guy. Well, then all of a sudden now there's a second guy. And now he's pissed off all the time. Then there's a third guy. And it just. You know, there's everyone. Then you get rid of those two or three guys. And all of a sudden the other 15 guys are now happy again. And then that's what happens. Here's, here's the reality. Okay.
0: This COVID thing, this virus, it's the same fucking thing. Okay. If you don't, if you let it in the door, it's the same as the flu, it's the same as freaking a pile of manure. If you let the shit in the door, okay, and it sits long enough, it's going to either it's going to spread. Yes. Okay. Your A players, mark my words on this, guys. Your A players will make a choice. And by the way, um, Doug, did you ever work for somebody?
2: Long time ago. Long
0: time ago. Yeah. Yeah, long time ago. But when you work for somebody, was there ever somebody on a job site? Would you consider yourself like an A player employee when you were working for somebody? Like, first, what you did, your attitude, your how uh, would you consider yourself
2: like a skill yeah I, I had tons of skill and I had a bit of a shitty attitude uh but for good reason you know I, I work for somebody who on Fridays would say uh oh sorry we didn't get paid for this job this week so you're not getting you're not getting okay paid. see see that 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 see that's like that's
0: not you though. That's the environment that the, the yeah. owners are. Oh, own. I think that's right.
2: why I maybe had that shitty attitude, although I was young and cocky at the same time. But sure. I, I did a okay. skill and I, you know, did lots of research into the trade and I tried to better myself every day and just knew that I was better than where I was working.
0: Right. Well, the reality is this. If you have an A player, so you know, I'm just going back to my my maybe you can relate me Rebecca, you work for somebody at some point, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, right?
1: yeah, I worked for people. Right
0: so would you consider yourself were you an a player
1: yes yeah absolutely okay
0: okay so when you had a d player beside you and the company allowed that d player Mm -hmm. tell me if i'm right with it and listen if i'm not this is no bullshit so if i'm full of shit then let me know your opinion is different that's totally cool okay
1: i will trust me
0: (laughs) i love it i see that's that's part of our culture though here at proffer contractors okay it's no bullshit like we got to be fucking real about stuff okay not Sugarcoat it just like you corrected me there a little bit ago saying this is what I meant. No, that's what's this. It's not like okay, let's do like robots here. This fucking that's not even real, okay? Right, but here's the thing an A player, tell me if this if you can relate to this, okay? Rebecca and Doug, De- if you worked for an employer, your mind went of one of two ways it went if they keep that fucking person who, oh, by the way, got the most amount of attention. With you
1: yeah. Ah, uh,
0: and I'm kicking ass, doing a great job, and I'm getting fucking no attention, and this person's getting attention all the time, and they don't let go of that person, I, in my mind, are going to make one of two decisions. I'm getting the fuck out of here, because I'm not going to work. And by the way, when I was running jobs, if a D player went on my job site, there's a serious fucking problem. Right. Many conversations. Hey, you get Jimmy off this job site or I'm walking. Andrew, Andrew, you can't do that. I'm fucking. I'd rather have two less guys and take the three I got than you fucking send me those doggers. Get them off my job site. Yeah. And it, guess what? There's times where I quit. There's also times where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not putting in extra hours. Yes. I'm not, like, what? Why am I going this extra distance? A, they don't respect me the owner. They don't even fucking talk to me and and, and realize the, the workmanship that I do and what I put into this company. And right. all they do is spend time with these fucking D
1: players. So, Can you relate to that, you guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I found I was always given... I always got stuck with, I, I want to say, like, the crap work because they knew I was responsible yes. and can handle it. And then they would be yes. them and, you know, whatever. And I, it just drove me insane because it's like, I'm your top salesperson. And I am feeling stifled by you because they're just, everyone's walking around on eggshells because of them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hey, Rockstar, I hope that you enjoyed that one. I mean, if you did like this podcast, leave a review, leave a comment. You know, this will help us a lot to keep you bringing the gold, keep help uh, allowing you to delegate, dominate, and deliver. So you can take your contracting business to the next level. Now make sure you subscribe, to get the latest teachings and insights, and we will see you back here for another No Bullshit Podcast. No, seriously.